0: Hello, and welcome to episode six of season two of Oaktown Boys. We're out
1: here. (sighs) We we still here.
0: We are. And I think at this point, it's like pretty well established. Like we're going to be we're gonna be following the A's, you know.
1: In case you guys aren't aware, we've been doing this our entire lives, and we don't plan to stop now.
0: No, and this isn't even. It's interesting that this might be the worst season for some people that have, even for like a, even if you've been following the team for, a, you know, like kind of a long time, you know, five six years. This is shaping up to be the the ugliest one.
1: I mean, it doesn't feel good, but yeah, you make a good point. It it only feels this bad because it's been so wonderful lately. Uh yeah, let's turn back the clock to what 07 to 2011. That was bleak times. I, let's just hope we don't quite get to that level of despair.
0: And I don't think so. It feels like there we have more we have a few more bullets in the chamber than we did at that point. But also, who knows? It it it's not great. I certifiably not great at this point. I do
1: I do like what I see when I look at our current farm situation. Uh you know, like Zach Geloff, Shay Lang Lears, the list really does go
0: on. Yeah, and even even down like Denzel Clark people. and those dudes.
1: Yeah, Denzel Clark, Lazarito, uh Poisson. I mean I could come up with like ten dudes that I'm Soderstrom, of course. Like, I could come up with a lot of dudes I'm legitimately excited about. And um, I can't really recall feeling that way. <laughs> we had, what, our Chris Carter and Michael Taylor years. And yeah, was... I mean, you remember how,
0: God, Michael Taylor was such a disappointment. He and was
1: I... supposed to be good, and he was terrible.
0: He was terrible. He was truly, truly terrible. Um... And then
1: that one guy, like, quit to become a priest right after he um... won that Fall League MVP. Oh Grant Desme. <laughs>
0: Wow, dude, that's a deep pull. That's crazy. Like,
1: he was, he was like a top five prospect, I want to say, for us. And then
0: yep. he just quit. Yep. Yep. He quit. And then I remember a guy that played for the 49ers did that too. He was like a running back and he wasn't like amazing, but he was pretty good. And then, yeah, he quit to become a priest. So, um, I don't think quite as much money in being a priest, but, um, who's to say? Who's to say it's not the right decision? I suppose not what I would do. But...
1: <laughs> Maybe they're happy with it. <laughs>
0: Um anyway, so but yeah,
1: here we are. What's I guess today? that's the, the main 18th, point, right? Like
0: it's starting to shape up like we kind of stink.
1: Yeah, it's the eighteenth of May. We're sixteen and twenty-four, nine games back, <laughs> five games back of the wild card if you want to be optimistic, but uh the differential has caught up to them. Negative twenty eight run differential. Uh their expected win loss is seventeen and twenty three, so it's it's ugly. Six and fourteen at home, that's rough.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't, it, that, that really, that stings extra, you know? Like, doing most of, you know, cause I mean, it's not like we're like 15 games under five, I mean, that would be impressive if we were 15 games under 500 at this point. But like, it's, you know, we've done most of the damage to ourself at home, which is a real stinker. You know? And I don't even, I shudder to think, like I almost looked. I wanted to look because I kind of wanted I didn't want to talk about it, but I knew that it would be a good thing. But I I can't I don't even have the heart to look how many times we've gotten shut out of home so far. You know, like I just can't I can't bring myself to look. <laughs> Cause I know it's it's probably like two more times than I think it, it is. And I think it's been too many already, so man. But um the pitching is still good. Except for today. The pitching was not good at all today. <laughs> everything went wrong today but
1: i would say but chad pinder pitched we can't yeah. we can't harshly judge the pitching on a day where chad pinder pitched
0: yeah i mean they, the the twins were just hitting the ball all over the yard you know that's uh that's and they are a good lineup you know they're 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 they have a lot of big names in that lineup and when those dudes have on days it's it can be scary and that's exactly what happened today and Dalton jeffries had nothing he had nothing going for him, um, so yeah. I think there may be a few more of these. He's had
1: nothing for a few starts in a row.
0: Yeah, he. Paul Blackburn, Dalton Jeffries is not, unfortunately, but Paul Blackburn still Paul Blackburn, so that's good. Um. Yes, it is. So I'm looking
1: at the uh, the top twelve players by WAR. On Baseball Reference for the A's, Paul Blackburn, number one, one point nine WAR,
0: which is honestly legit so far this season. Like that is he's on that's he's on track for what like eight, I guess like seven and a half ish, almost eight. I guess. Like, dude, if Paul Blackburn puts up an eight WAR season, I will eat my hat. You know, like that is that's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. That's you know there have the bright spots have been few and far between and he is uh he is our north star right now. <laughs> he's approaching the sun in terms of comparative bright spots on the team. Um and it looks legit. You know, I mean it's passing the eye test. He doesn't look like he's getting super lucky when he's going out there and I think I don't know, I haven't looked at his FIP recently, but it I they the discrepancy wasn't that huge. You know, he he's pitching well. Um Yeah,
1: his uh, ERA is 1.67, FIP 2.29.
0: Yep. Yep, and I mean he is. If Paul Blackburn ends the year with a two two nine ERA, um, I'll take that. He'll have done his part. Day. You know. Yeah. Um. So sixteen and twenty four adds up to forty, which is they play one sixty two. So it's almost exactly a quarter of the season. Um. I think enough time to start to talk about Marcotte and what we're seeing from him and how we're feeling about it. Um. What are your What are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are it's an impossible job right now, and he's he's doing it. He's certainly not making any wrong decisions, as far as I can tell. I mean, you can't really make any wrong decisions with this group, as long as you're playing people that deserve to get playing time. Uh, I guess we'd all like to see certain changes happen, but I think some of those are out of Marcate's hands. Uh, I, I don't think he's the guy that can pull the plug on Elvis Andres. No. No. Uh, but so with those restraints in mind, I think he's doing fine. The guys seem to respect him. Uh, despite the current states of everything, they seem to have a relatively positive attitude. And I like that he, um, you know, he calls for hits, hit and run and stolen bases. We're stealing bases with quite a bit of frequency this year. Mm. Um, he's not afraid to put a guy in a, in a role where, you know, they may, they may mess up, but maybe they've never had the opportunity to have that role before. So I guess I'd give him like a
0: B. I think that's B fair. Plus. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's any, honestly, any criticisms I have of him are like nitpicking at this point. Like he really is, he's like steadying the ship pretty well. Um, I could do with a few less sack buns. I will say, um,
1: but they're not getting hits, so yeah, why, why bother?
0: Yeah, um, that, that's and I guess that's my it's it's not even a like a issue with the call for the sack bunt itself. It's just like at, at this point, with how few and far betweens runs are, I just don't think it's prudent to be have Chad Pender put land on a sack bunt with runners on first and second and nobody out. You know, like just swing, dude. Like whatever. <laughs> you, you know, like let's, it, it, with a more talented group, it would make sense, but you gotta, you know, we gotta be swinging for the fences because it's, we are not scoring runs at all. Um, but I mean, as I said, that's nitpicking. That's completely nitpicking. It's not, it's not bad management. It's just guys not taking advantage. I mean, he's, cause you know, in that, in, that was a specific situation I was referencing. And Chad Hinder laid down a great sack bunt and there were runners on second and third with one out and the next two people struck out. So <laughs> that's not that's not Mark Katze's fault, and that's not Chap Hinder's fault. That's just dudes not taking advantage of opportunities, you know. Um so I think a B is fair. I wouldn't go I wouldn't I wouldn't go lower than that for sure. Um and he is one thing that I like is he's saying all the right stuff after the games.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um you it, you would think they were winning mostly you know like with his like demeanor you know it it doesn't seem to be getting him like super down which is impressive because it's kind of got to be a bummer to watch that from the dugout every night
1: Yeah all I can think is this job must be pretty brutal uh, if you don't have some thick skin right now Yeah There's no way he wants to be losing as much as they're losing and he can't do a lot about it he He knew this was gonna be the situation
0: going forward, so
1: I think he's handling himself great um
0: and I think it, speaking of you know, at the end of the day guys, it still is a good opportunity you know he's still managing a he's still managing a major yeah. league team, so it is pretty cool,
1: yeah, for a team that he is near and dear to him yeah absolutely uh, but but as you said, there's a number of people on the roster struggling in their roles uh about the only person there's two people. I take that back. Three people listed on the team with a positive OPS plus one over 100. That would be Steven Piscotty with 105, uh, Sheldon Noisy with 124, and then Luis Pereira at 134. The the lone bright spot lately, Luis Pereira. He's out there playing his balls off, if you will, and uh, he had that huge walk-off home run, came out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure we all thought we were going to lose that game.
0: Yes, totally.
1: So Luis Barrera's pulling his weight. I'd go as far as to say Bethancourt's still doing his thing to some
0: extent. Um, he, I mean, got rid of. Bethancourt was just on off to such a the numbers were like they got so bad that I think he's digging himself out of a hole a little bit. But yeah, he's he has looked much better for sure.
1: He drew a big time walk right before Barrera's walk off home run. He did. And I distinctly remember he was very pumped up after the walk and he turned around to the dugout and was trying to pump up the next guy in line. And lo and behold, it worked. It really. So I'd did. like to see. I'd like to see more of that, the Bethancourt Barrera walk off connection.
0: Um, make that a thing. Yeah, I mean, after going three for four today, Barrera is up to three forty eight. I mean, admittedly, small sample size, but his OPS is eight eighty five, and you know that's going to settle a little bit. But Luis, also Luis Barrera, looks kind of legit,
1: and he's flashing some skills in the outfield. He's hustling. Uh, between him and Ramon and Pache, the outfield is pretty fun uh, from a defensive point of view.
0: Mhm.
1: It's been Ramon's starting to get going. Speaking of speaking of which, he's he gotten is. a few big hits the last couple of games and yeah, he had two today. Lost.
0: He doubled today. Um, and yeah, he's I mean he's looked he's looked like himself in the outfield, which is what we all expected. But um, yeah, I you know love Ramon. Love that we somehow kept him around. Um, I, I'm sure the suspension helped, and I'm sure if he gets super hot, we may see Ramon on the way out of town pretty soon. But um, who knows? Who knows? And the other guy is Seth Brown, who was struggling. He was having a hard time. He was striking out everywhere. And now, last couple of games, he looks pretty good. I mean, I've always believed in Seth Brown. You know, I, I like because because first and foremost, the power is legit. And um, you gotta love. You know, like it's it's really hard to like be out on a guy when he can hit bombs, and Seth Brown can for sure hit bombs.
1: He can hit bombs.
0: Um. So he's looked a little bit. There's been some life. Um. He tripled today, which was his second triple of the year, actually. Um.
1: And he's got hits three days in a row. He doesn't. Oh, it was the, he homered right. Uh. He homered recently. Did he homer today? I don't no, know. No, he
0: didn't. I think he might have homered yesterday. No, About 100 percent.
1: yesterday. He homered against Detroit recently. mm
0: Hmm. Well, he, oh, no, he had a, he had a, he had the two run single yesterday, huh? Yeah,
1: he's had a couple of doubles lately.
0: Well, that's basically a two run homer. Basically. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, and I mean, on the other end, nothing, nothing from Christian Pacme with the bat. Just absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I mean, the exit velocity stuff is there. You know, like I, I know that his expected, all of his expected stuff is pretty considerably higher than where he's realistically at right now, but he does look not great in the box most of the time. And
1: the the ball goes straight to the shortstop every time on the ground, <laughs> seemingly.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I uh, we have we have grounded into enough double plays in the last five games for the entire year.
1: Did you see they they tied a record or something for? It was like seven or six double plays in a two game span.
0: And it That's felt it felt like fifteen. You know, it felt like any time there was anyone on first they were gonna hit into a double play. Um so just a lot of things not really going right on the offensive end right now. And uh <laughs> most things.
1: Noisy's cooled way off. Uh... Yeah.
0: Um so I mean it's there's not even really much it's to say really... about it. You know, overall, it's pretty not. I mean, a lot of these guys are kind of aggressive. They're struggling.
1: It's, uh, the, the A's are scoring like two runs a game right now if we're lucky, it feels like. So it's rough times. Even if the pitching can do their thing, which they're actually not, you know, they're doing a pretty good job of it, of most of the time. Uh, the offense is just never there on the same day.
0: And, you know, like a little bit of that is bad luck but you know um as you said with the expected their expected record is one game better than their actual record so it's not that much bad luck it's mostly just bad baseball um but you know still love them they're just this is uh this is what we were i think this is kind of what we were hoping wasn't going to happen <laughs> you know yeah I mean, we all were hoping i mean they one. were what were we 10 and 9 and we're six and fifteen since then. So hey,
1: they had first place for a day or two.
0: They did. They did, but six and fifteen is a bleak stretch. You know, I mean that is for sure the worst stretch of baseball that we've had in a number of years. So, um, you know, I think you go through all the stages of grief. <laughs> and at this point it's just kind of acceptance, you know, like Still love watching baseball and they stink this year. So, um, what do you, th- I, we've seen enough as I think as we've referenced a little bit so far, we've seen enough to maybe kind of have a temperature of the water. So what do you, uh, what's your end of the year record prediction looking like? What do you think we're going to end up at? Um, um I
1: think. Seventy wins, maybe if they can get hot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was thinking maybe that, like seventy-four, maybe. I'm,
1: that 80, point, I'm ho- yeah, that could be cool. I'm hoping that at some point they give in and like, I don't know, maybe we get to see two months of Shay Langliers at the end of the season. I would uh, think that would greatly improve their chances to have any sort of decent record. Yeah, but we'll see. I have no idea what their plan is at the moment. I, I think it may depend on June and the ballpark voting and how that goes.
0: That's true. That's a good point.
1: Let's hope for 70 wins. If we can get 60, something below 70 is just so ugly. Let's get over 70.
0: I don't, I really don't think they're going to lose. They're not, I I don't think they're going to like lose a hundred games. I don't think they're that bad. Because, you know, like truly terrible teams, um, like, you know, those like terrible Houston teams and the Orioles from a couple of years ago. Like they couldn't hit and they couldn't pitch, and they lost 105 games. Um, I don't think that's exactly the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, he we is, cannot hit, a pitch. but they can pitch. And I think, you know, some of these dudes that are really geeking it up in the bullpen, we're just not going to see them the whole year. You know, like I think at a certain point, there's you know Kirby Snead's ERA is 8.74 right now. You know, he goes out there and bombs another like five or six times and he's out of there. Somebody else is going to get a chance. You know, so, um, if the starters hang in there, you know, if Adrian Martinez is actually what he looked like, you know, Zach Logue, I still like Zach Logue. Um, I, so I think there's, there, there are things that are going to buoy us more than I think people are expecting. Not, necessarily to the playoffs but uh, like a fair distance away from 100 losses also Um, because you know we just haven't we haven't really been we don't really bottom out like that you know like I at least not historically you know I mean bad it doesn't
1: seem like they're doing it you know it seems this seems pretty par for the course yeah Uh, this feels very similar to what the the moves they're making in like 2016 2017 yeah so, so it is I, what it is I'm, yeah. I'm kind of i feel pretty good like you know they lost big time today and i did not get upset
0: it's true it's like yeah it's like like little bits and pieces you know like baby steps and then that's what it's going to take to watch this entire season um but it's you know it's still fun it's still fun to watch it you know it's fun to listen to glenn it's fun to listen to dallas you know like it's uh they're still having a good time, and those dudes, man, love those guys. They st- they they really do help, and it's nice to listen to Ken. Totally. You know, it's not. It's also nice to listen to Ken as well. See Stephen vote in the booth
1: today.
0: Really, that's fun.
1: I yeah, miss that, yeah, but that's fine.
0: Um. So, with that in mind, obviously, like you know, we're kind of admitting to the fact that we don't really think they're going to make the playoffs, which isn't bold, um, but. Barring a huge run from the A's to the playoffs. Um, who else are you enjoying watching around the league?
1: Oh um, let's see. I found myself tuning into a lot of uh let's see, a lot of padres, a lot of Unfortunately, a lot of Pirates and Reds just because they're always on in the afternoon, but I don't think they're doing anything. Um, I watched a lot of Yankees. The Yankees are clearly hot. The Yankees are good.
0: That's scary.
1: <laughs> I was expecting the White Sox to be doing bigger things. Their expected win loss is actually worse than ours. They're expected to be 15 21, but of course they're 18 and 18 because they're lucky.
0: Well, I just, Tony LaRusa, Tony LaRusa seems like a man just managing in the wrong era, you know, like I don't.
1: Um the Angels of course are more fun than they've ever been. So I want to hate them, but man, if they can just overcome that the Astros, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't hate to see that. Mariners seem like they stink. Um the indian or the Guardians. The Guardians seem like they could be a fun little mega overperforming expectations team. They got Josh Naylor out there destroying home runs and That was threatening a fun that teammates. was a fun game to watch. That was a fun game for sure. And their pitching is there of course and they just seem to have pulled all the right strings. They they did some some magic stuff that the A's usually can do and so I feel like they're kind of our kin and I'm going to root for them this year maybe.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um hard to disagree with the Angels thing. You know, I mean like I think historically we have had a problem with the Angels which I think is legit, but it is really hard to not root for Mike Trout and Shohei.
1: Yeah. If, you, you if know. they can both be healthy all year and get some decent pitching and get some Taylor Ward sprinkled in, it could be, could be good times for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely rooting. It's, you know, I, Mike Trout hasn't played in a playoff game. Is that true?
1: Um, uh, I think he may have played in one.
0: Um, but yeah, so I think just for the good of the game, you got to see some Mike Trout in the playoffs. And I hate to say that, but it is because he's you know I mean there was he was hurt for a couple of years. He was out for a couple of, not out but you know he was a little bit banged up for a couple of years. Um, but it man it is incredible to watch him play baseball. It was a beautiful thing.
1: They played in the division series versus the Royals in twenty fourteen. Mm. They lost. He got one hit in twelve at bats.
0: One Ouch. home run, though. <laughs> well, um, I like Mike Trout.
1: And he walked more than he struck out.
0: <sighs> Sounds about right. So,
1: yeah, don't really want the Angels to win the World Series or anything. but I would like to see them, some
0: fun Mike Trout moments in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: I can remove my emotions and allow myself to watch two of the greatest players of all time have a great year together.
0: Totally. Um, I think I'm going with the Brewers. Nice. Brewers are kind of fun.
1: You see that Keston Hira walk off today?
0: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's Who seems knows? like he may be figuring fun. it out, right? He's only twenty five. I know. It feels like he's been around for like ten years. But yeah. uh and you know they have Mike Brasso, they they like put that team together pretty well, I think. Um I agree. They got Rowdy, you gotta love Rowdy, dude. Um and Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro's playing pretty well. So um yeah I love the, I I like the Brewers. The Brewers are fun. I think they're a fun team. And you know they're that if they if their pitching gets going it's over. You know. I mean that's Woodruff, Burns, Peralta at their best it's, you can go up against anyone.
1: Not to mention Hayter and Williams.
0: Who is hot again? You know, he he had a he started the year off a little bit rocky, but he's striking everybody out again. So um any you other know, Rockies? The right, so... the Rockies have fallen back to earth a little bit. No, but I don't think anybody really believed the Rockies were actually good. <laughs> no. Um. And yeah, the Mariners, man. Those, yeah. Like we're having a bad years. We're having a bad year. But man, the Mariners, <laughs> the Mariners just can't do anything right. <laughs> they can't do anything. That one right. feels good. It it almost feels bad to be having so much fun with it, but it's just you know like they try so many different things you know they try so many different things and, and none so of them work out. and well dude it has to be inferior i mean it's like i think we can feel that energy a little bit as kings fans you know like just the constant ineptitude no matter what the approach um but i like baseball more than i like basketball so like i'm glad that i'm glad that it's like I'm glad it's not happening to my baseball team cuz it's because that you know like resources aren't an issue for the Mariners, fan support isn't an issue for the Mariners. Um it just it seems like they are cursed.
1: They're cursed.
0: Just doesn't and work. How are the Mariners cursed? Like what did the Mariners do? <laughs> but it is, you know, it is it is like a it's a port to it's a port to hold to in a storm for sure, and this year has kind of been a storm. So and I, I thought the I thought the Orals were gonna be better, honestly. I didn't think they were gonna be good, but they look pretty considerably worse than us. And that surprises me a little bit.
1: They're still playing Jorge Mateo at shortstop, and that's just not a good recipe.
0: That's true. That's true. And They're Cedric Mullins. I didn't think i it was really fun to watch Cedric Mullins last year and I guess the year before, right, but I didn't fully believe in that, so I'm not really that Well,
1: sure. and all that all the team has to do is pitch it pitch around him,
0: yeah, he did have a really good year last year though Oh, he had a thirty thirty year and he had thirty seven doubles, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it was I think he's i mean maybe maybe you're maybe you're right, maybe they're just pitching him way differently, so he's got to make some adjustments, but um. I didn't think Cedric Mullins was going to be a Hall of Famer or anything, um, but yeah. And so,
1: about all these enemies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, the look back of the week. The look back of the week is Mark Ellis.
1: Mark William Ellis.
0: And man. Born. This June is 6th, a,
1: 1977.
0: This is a pro Mark say, Ellis. This is a mo- pro Mark Ellis podcast. Love the guy.
1: One of my first true favorite baseball players
0: totally and i don't even think i realized like how good he really was you know like he had some very very good seasons
1: and just man mr consistent infielder like prototypical second baseman 33.5 career war with a 92 ops plus yeah Uh, you know he was obviously not full of power but 105 career home runs maxed out at 19 one year yeah i mean 2007, 2007 f- was a good year
0: yeah 2005 and 2007 i will take that from my second baseman any year you know
1: man it's a shame he didn't play due to injury 2004 yeah could have been a good one
0: yeah but i mean you know yeah third you know he hit hit 316 in 122 games in 2005 that'll do it and then yeah like you said 19 homers which i think is Still an Oakland record for no, no Marcus Simeon, right? Oh no, Marcus Simeon played shortstop. I think that's still yeah, the Oakland record for homers for a second baseman. Unless Jed hit more, that. did Jed hit more? Let me see. Jed might have hit more than <laughs> Jed might have hit more maybe, than
1: maybe, but as a second baseman, I don't, I don't know.
0: Um, but I know that 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 19 stood for a at least a while, may still be currently standing, but stood for a while as an Oakland record for second baseman. And that was an era where there was not pop at that position, you know. So, um, yeah, Jed Lowry homered 23 times in 2018, but I don't know. Yeah, mostly as a second baseman. So that's probably. I don't know if he. I don't know if he hit all of those homers as a second baseman. But I bet you we hit more than nineteen in a second. But anyway, um, if Jed Lowry broke your record, that's not that bad. Could be worse. Um, and yeah, he hits you know hit some big fun home runs. Um, he was on that two thousand six team, which is always fun. You know, being a part of any great team is super cool, and that was a particularly fun Oakland team. Um, I
1: remember I was at a game where he hit a walk or a, a grand slam. I think it was a big blowout game. So that was fun. Who knows when that was? Maybe two thousand eight.
0: Um, and yeah, didn't strike out that much. Was just a very solid hitter. I would, you know, I would. I'll tell you, I'll take Mark Ellis on this team in a second. Oh yeah. I would look I, at
1: that batting average, like so high above two hundred.
0: <laughs> it's a career two sixty two. I wish someone in our lineup was hitting two sixty two, other than Luis Barrera. Somebody with a significant sample size was hitting above two sixty two. And you know, Mark Ellis is only forty four. Maybe we should. Maybe we should reach Bring out. back. Maybe we should reach out. Have, so, you,
1: have you heard of stem cells,
0: Mark He <laughs> can't be. As we said, he can't be. can't be much worse than some of the some of the dudes that we're throwing out there right now. Um. So that's a that's a. And I, he played. You know played. He played with Rich Harden, who we did last week, week before. Um.
1: Oh, I don't know. Terry Steinbach was last week. Last but week yeah, Rich week Harden was recent.
0: Rich Harden and Mark Ellis, two of our all time favorite A's, and they played on a lot of the same teams. So, um, he
1: was an A from 2002 to
0: 2011, 10 years, 10 years an a
1: The defining years for our fandom to say
0: the least. Yeah. We, we talked a lot about Mark Ellis when we, when our friendship was just getting started. So good memories, even if they weren't particularly good baseball years, most of them, honestly. But you know, you, I think, I feel like sometimes you get more attached to the guys that play a lot during the terrible years. Um, because sometimes they're the only bright spots, you know? Um, and like the only consist, the only source of consistency, like, you know, 2007, Mark Ellis had a great year in 2007, and I am sure he is one of maybe three A's that had anywhere near a good year in 2007. Um, so good for him. We remember him fondly. I may want to get a Mark Ellis, like Jersey shirt. If they exist, that'd be fun.
1: We should be able to make one at least.
0: It's true. It's true. It's a good point. Um alrighty. So on to the fantasy competition. Um so after last week I won six one last week. And just by a cursory eye test, I think Josh Bell might have sunk me this week.
1: It looks to me like it was four, two and one for yep. Corey.
0: Yep, Josh Bell had a bad week. Um, 5 hits, 2 walks, no homers, no doubles. He went 5 for 27 with 2 walks.
1: The crazy thing is the day after we recorded last time, Yelich hit for the cycle and I thought I was a shoe in. And then he did hardly anything after that. But,
0: but that's basically so enough he honestly. Know. He Josh Bell only got 5 hits for for the for the week. So Christian Yelich got four hits in that game.
1: Yep, seven hits for the week. Three walks, one home run, one double. That beat out Josh Bell in every category.
0: Yep. Um, and then Miles uh, Max Fried. Oh, go for it. Sorry.
1: Yeah, Max Fried, for me, went uh, had gave up four and runs, struck out six, and walked two, which did not beat Dan in any category.
0: Um. Yeah, M- Miles Milclis gave up three runs. Uh, walked two and struck out eight. Um, so yeah, that is a four to two to one win for Corey. And we are all knotted up at one after two weeks. So, uh, no clear winner, no clear leader yet, but it's still early. Um, so, you know, I would say, not like bad, but like just a little bit melancholy. I don't think <laughs> I don't think my expectations were astronomically high, but they have come down considerably.
1: Yeah, you know, it just stinks that the A's are like what is it? They have like the lowest recorded batting average in baseball history or some weird some I don't know. It's bad. They're like setting all-time lows. So, it's clearly Uh, it's bad, but it's also like, there's a lot of unluck, unluck involved. That's not the right (laughs) way to say it, but I'm just all discombobulated.
0: Well, and I think I saw, I saw a tweet that I thought encapsulated it pretty well. Um, the most, the most depressing part about it is that it's boring. Like, they're they're not, they're not just bad. They're boring. And listless and that sucks like that sucks if i could change one thing it would be that like i wouldn't even it's not even so much i would have them i mean obviously i would have them win more games if possible but like that's if if not that then at least be more compelling you know like it is sometimes it is truly a slog to watch these games you know I mean, and it is it's never a good feeling when you're down one nothing and you're pretty sure that it's over, <laughs> you know, but uh, I just it seems like they gotta they gotta shut people out to have a good chance to win, and uh they've done it, they've never done it survived they've done, but they're not gonna do it eighty seven times, you know, so uh. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to be here the whole year. You guys are going to be hearing it's our voices. You guys here. are going to be hearing our voices all year, one way or another. So, you know, onward and upward, I suppose, right?
1: That's right.
0: They didn't next lose week nine week in a row. We'll,
1: next week, maybe we'll win a series.
0: Who um, are we, are we picking our people right now for next
1: week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Who do you want okay? Um,
0: I think I'm gonna go with Walker Bueller. Is that he's not like that? that sounds great. I'm gonna go Walker Bueller, and I'm gonna go all Dodgers. I'm gonna go Walker Bueller. I'm gonna go Mookie Betts. Okay,
1: and I will go so I'll copy you and I'll go with Freddie Freeman. <clears throat> In my pitcher. Shall be oh man. I'll just go with Adam Wainwright. He's been crushing it. He's he has indeed. In
0: and Adam Wainwright's gonna pitch well till he's like fifty. So that's a good bet. Alrighty, well, fun times anyway. You know. Um didn't go that great, but that's okay. We'll keep watching.
1: Luckily they play every day, for better or worse. They
0: that's do indeed. Way. Alrighty. Well, that's all we got.